Good day, everybody, and welcome to episode four of One Life Livid Podcast. Thank you so much for popping on this journey with me again, and we are incredibly blessed for all of the feedback we have been given. Since we launched, this is episode four, and we are now globally touching people's lives in Africa, um, in Germany, all over the United States, and of course, the great country of Canada. So we are so blessed that you are jumping on this journey with us. This platform is truly meant to be for all the life nudgers in our lives. Those people that keep us in line, those people that share the journeys, those people that share their stories, their pathways that allow us to continue to be able to be inspired and motivated. So we are so thankful for that today. So here we go. Today's episode is brought to you by The Mortgage Group, our first official sponsor, and Gore Healy, your local uh, mortgage representat representation here. The Mortgage Group, great little mug, got some coffee happening there, got a little sip going on, and uh, great. So for all your mortgage needs, for all your mortgage information, make sure that you reach out and talk to Gore Healy at The Mortgage Group. So. We've got some hockey happening. Uh, it is as we officially record this episode, it is um, all tied up. The Club de Hockey Canadien is tied with the uh, Vegas Golden Knights, two games apiece. And uh, we're hanging in there. We're hanging in there. We're really uh, hanging in there. Feels like 93, and I'm loving that a little bit. And over in the other series, we have the uh, New York Islanders and their storied franchise taking on the great Tampa Bay Lightning. So we're right in the mix of things as we record tonight, and I'm sure when this launches um, that it's going to be a little different. There's going to be, uh, there might be some happy faces, might be some sad faces, but I really love the way the game is being played right now. You know, individually, uh, and this may be a podcast in the future, if this is something that you're uh, welcome and warm to, but the game is really being played the right way now, especially by these four teams. And it's not because my team just happens to be hanging around there, but it's really being played the real team way, the way the game was meant to be played. Uh, so many teams and franchises uh, are built around what they call puck possession. And at the end of the day, it's not about possessing the puck and, and the individual play that is involved with that theme. Truly, it's all about puck placement. And that's what we're really seeing in the playoffs now. That might be a podcast down the road. Again, if the requests are there, I'd love to get into a real detailed uh, hockey breakdown. But I will tell you, the game is being played the right way. And that's about placement and positioning as opposed to individual skills. So we'll see how it all plays out. But I love the passion at this time of the year, both by the fans and certainly by uh, the players that are uh, leaving it all out there too. So happy Father's Day, uh, which was obviously Sunday. And it was an incredible day. We had a great day with family and friends and even had a little bit of Mary Brown. So we really couldn't go wrong with that. But it was great to have uh, everybody together, the family. And I hope wherever you were too, uh, that either you have the time to spend with your uh, with your dad and family. that uh, I'd love to meet your dad. And I said, well, all you have to do is look to my left, look to my right, and you'll see my dad. So uh, he certainly leaves his footprints um, in uh, every aspect of the lives that he touches. So yeah, truly, truly blessed for all the fathers that are out there. Happy Father's Day. And I certainly hope that you had a great one in that. 
you know, it's been over a year and a half now almost that in March of 2020, uh, the world went through a pause and we kind of thought it was going to be a little short and little did we know that it was going to expand uh, over uh, a year and uh, certainly into the uh, fading of almost two years. Uh, but the world went through a pause and, and it was a nudge. And as long as we embraced it, that's what it was. But from that pause, uh, both physically in life and spiritually, causing us to kind of look inward about everything that's either around us or inside of us, there became a phenomenon of fear. There became this fear phenomenon. And I think it was something that was always around us, always a part of us, but there was an elevated stage that allowed for the fear to come out. It became that popular conversation. It became a platform for people to share their fears in a world that was experiencing so much fear, so much of the unknown. You know, I share a story with you in a picture, and I want you to think about this. Um, you're standing in the water, and the water just happens to be up to around your waist, just below your waist. And you're just enjoying yourself and it's a beach time and you're out there and you're just relaxing. And all of a sudden the water starts to splash around you and the Jaws theme kicks in and we hear the music from the movie Jaws and we hear that cello playing. Da -da 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 -da. What would you do? I'm fairly certain that you would beeline it for the shore that you would take off and utterly run front of the shore, in search of safety, in search of freedom. And I get that because that was embedded in you. You hear the music, you physically feel the water shake around you. It could get a bit scary, but I want you to think about this. There's no sharks in the ocean playing the cello and there's no water splashing around you. It was something that was manifested in within you. And the fear just became drudged up. I painted a fearful picture for you and it didn't even really happen. It's something phenomenal about that. It really is. See, to fear is to be alive. It really is. It's a blood rush. Just thinking about that moment is something that we, that we create in ourselves and it becomes that rush for us. I want you to think about this as another visual. You know, so many of us, me included, are petrified of roller coasters, petrified of those seconds it takes to ride a roller coaster and everything that goes along with it. Yet we will plan four months and save up thousands of dollars to get on an airline, to book a trip, to take weeks off of work, to get a hotel, to venture to a Southern place where they may have some beautiful roller coasters and to, you know, to travel in a car, to go there, to wait in long lineups, to pay outrageous amounts of money just to get on that roller coaster. That most fearful thing we will plan months around. We will spend more time planning that than we will our actual future. We will spend more time planning around a roller coaster trip vacation than we will our own wedding. Think about that. And it's all just to be alive. Fear makes us feel alive. 
It's really not holding us back. See, there's the common fears in life of the fear of failure, the fear of being judged, the fear of rejection. And I get those. I get those. I understand what they're about because they're the ones that we can society-wise use to justify not moving forward. When you think about depression, depression is really just living in the past. That's all it is. Depression is really just stopping and living in the past. Whereas fear and anxiety is always worrying about the future, a time that never exists. It really doesn't. It never, ever exists. Yet we don't live in the moment, the present, that moment that's truly a gift. That's why they call it the present. That's really what it is. See, the fear of failure, the fear of judgment, the fear of rejection, it just means you're shit scared. That's all. It really is. You've built a life around your fears. You really have. See, if you're maybe you're wanting that raise, maybe you want to be a little bit more healthy and you're a little fearful of walking into that gym or reaching out to that personal trainer or that dietitian. You know, maybe. being rejected or maybe that fear of failure maybe things won't work out at the gym and whatever that may be you really have to ask yourself is it truly alive is it really really truly alive see i believe that fear is just simply a band-aid it's a band-aid to cover up what we don't want to deal with and that's truly what it is it's the band-aid that we put on to let those know around us that i'm not ready to move on from that story because truly that's what it is. It's a story. It's a story that we continue to drudge up. It's a story that we continue to add to. It's the story of the shark and the music and the water splashing. That's all it is. It's a story. And we continue to use that so that we don't want to tell ourselves what the real truth is. And we don't want to deal with what the real truth is. The world paused in 2020 and it allowed us to me to believe that this was the greatest blessing that we were ever going to be given in a lifetime. I don't diminish the fact that people became sick, but I do embrace the fact that we were given an opportunity to look inward and to pause and to sit back and to reevaluate and to reconnect with what was really truly important and to really leave these fears behind as a world, as a global world, this was our greatest opportunity. See, your story becomes your truth. And whatever story you create and whatever fear you create around that story, that becomes your truth. That becomes your truth. The misery becomes our meaning in our life. There's so many times we carry around that misery with us and when a loved one or a true friend sits with us in that moment that they are sharing, they're giving us their greatest gift, which is their time. They ask us, how are we? And we just misery share with them. We verbally vomit everything to them because it gives us something to hold on to. It gives us something to talk about, 
it gives us ultimately some meaning in our life. Because what if everything was good? I mean, really, what if everything was good in our lives? It would be the what next moment, that beautiful step in towards the future. And I really believe that the quicker that we embrace the stories surrounded by our fears, that we can quickly move on to those beautiful, beautiful journeys that we were meant to experience. See, the only stuff that you can't get over is the stuff you're holding on to. Really, that's all it is. You choose to make that choice every day to hold on to that stuff, to hold on to the things that you just don't want to get over. That's all it is. What happens is, is if I could no longer talk about that loss, if I can no longer talk about that rejection, if I can no longer talk about that change in my life, you know, then what would I have to face in that new life? What would be holding me back? Sometimes it's not the fear of rejection, the fear of loss. It's actually the fear of happiness that we, that we've made an incredible, unattainable story. It's easier to be rejected and hold on to the failure of that than it is to embrace the happiness that goes before us. You know, if you took your life and you looked at it as a ruler or maybe a runway, you'd realize very quickly that the quicker you get to the end of the runway, the more you really embrace the takeoff of life that we is. That's all it is. It's a runway and we have to embrace the flight. We really do. See, when people live in their created fear, when they live in their created fear, they create a wall. They create boundaries. They create a safety place. Because then when they set that up, you don't want to mess with them. You don't want to become a part of their solution. You run from them and they embrace that. They build stories of their fears around their lives. You don't want to build and live the same life 75 years and try to call that a life. The same year, 75 times over, and call that a life. We want to embrace the new life every day that we're given, that one life. And we need to overcome those fears in order to be able to do that. We need to break the fear phenomenon. See, the things that we create a fear around are not related to our past. They're simply not related to our past. These things are not connected. You connected them. They are not connected. There is no such thing as the fear that we have today that is connected to something that may have happened to us in our teens, in our childhood, in our young adulthood. They're not connected. You're connecting them. And when you embrace that, when you know that they are truly disconnected, that they don't form part of the story, that the story doesn't exist, that was what, what it was then is not what it is now, that's when real life happens. That's when you really embrace your one life. See, we've all been given two birthdays. One, the day we were born, and two, the day we figure out why we were born. That's the cool day. That truly is the cool day. So you need to gauge fear. You really do. You know, I, taught, I, I painted the story of the shark and it didn't exist. I think the greatest fear that you, could, that you could gauge is that highest number 10. And if that was the death of a child or the death of a loved one or the death of a parent being number 10, then really your daily fears, they really wouldn't add up to very much. They really wouldn't add up to very much. 
every day we get in a vehicle and we travel and what could be perceived as trusting that the world will embrace our, our, our distance that we have to drive and that nothing will happen along the way, that's probably the ultimate trust. Yet we don't fear that. We don't fear that. We manifest fear in our life in order to give us something to feel alive about. We want to stay in the moment rather than moving forward and really embracing that one life. And that's why we're here together. That's why we're here to be the life nudgers that we are. It's because we want to embrace that truly one life. But we need to gauge our fear. When you sit and embrace that the, the most difficult thing that I could ever encompass would be the death or sickness of a child or that of a parent, then really everything else becomes minimalized. It really does. It truly, truly does. You will embrace those days that are laid out for us. We really need to live a life of gratitude and to have that attitude of gratitude. That's when life really, really dictates for us. Fear doesn't exist. You can't touch it. It's not tangible. It's not something that breathes. It's just something that we give life to. It's just something that we hold on to. And ultimately, it's the relationship of the meaning that we, that we gauge to it. That's what it is. It's the meaning of the story. And we need to stop that. And we need to change the story. See, life is happening, as I've said so many times. Life is happening for us, not to us. Those daily bumps in the road, those daily nudges that we give in our lives that are given to us, the worldwide pause that we experienced and we're living through and we're coming out of, we want to be better for that. Life was given a pause to us. And then we were given the opportunity to pull back, to re-engage with our family, to re-engage with our passion, our heart set and our mindset. We were given those opportunities to look into those things. And by doing so, we either grab that present or we let it go. And in that moment, we could see the stories that were attached to our fears. And if so, now's the time to let them go. We have to come out of this pause with that much more to be excited about. We really do. There's a real difference between compassion and pity. And we don't want people to, to, be, to pity us and to have a pity party. We want to have compassion for each other and lose the phenomenon of the fear, truthfully. See, today is one of those days that you'll never get back. You really won't. And that's why we need to embrace those every days. You know, if, if I asked you, if your parents and loved ones were currently looking over your shoulder right now, no matter where you're to, if they were looking over your shoulder at what you were doing in this very moment, would they be proud of you? Would they be proud of you? Would they be proud of the life that they gave you? And were you truly, truly embracing it? Were you living a no excuses life? Were you doing whatever it takes to eliminate that fear from your life and truly, truly becoming free and living a life of freedom? Because that's what life's all about. That's what life's all about, is discovering what your heart set and your mind, mindset is and partnered together, really laying out the best options for you and living your true best life. That's what it's all about. We were given a pause. We were given an opportunity and we need to embrace it. 
We need to understand for what it is. Because as we come out of this, we want to make sure that we're better for it. We want to make sure that we become better people, become better parents, become better partners, and that we really truly live this one life that we were given. See, change happens in a moment, just like that. There's not a process. There's not a decade. There's not days. There's not habits. You decide in a moment when you want your life to change, in a moment. And that's when your real life will begin. That's when your real life will begin. I want to leave something with you. And it's something that I made a note of. I want you to think about it. But it's called embracing the uncertain because that's what we've been living in. A time, a pause of uncertainty. We're not sure where things are going to go. We can start to see it now. But I want you to embrace the uncertain. And I want you to think about this. All of the successes, all of the experiences, all of the things you've always dreamed of are waiting for you in uncertainty. Once you accept this, it's not as scary as before. Sure, you might be still nervous about what will happen, but you'll also be hopeful and excited at the prospect of what may come. What may come. Once we overcome that fear, once we overcome that, we become truly free. We embrace the freedom and then we truly live. lifters in lives. Let's make sure that the words we have are powerful. Let's be sure that the words we have are powerful. Let's lift people up. You get one life. Live it. I love you.